Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. We had a bank holiday yesterday here in Gibraltar. They have more bank holidays than anywhere else in the world. It's crazy. But it was to celebrate their national day. So I had a really nice day. Got a personal training session and and uh, went uh, went and jumped in the sea with my boys. And then was up doing some jiu-jitsu rolling in the evening. So very refreshed. Getting after it today. We... Uh, we're refining our business right down. Uh, and, and, and what it kind of looks like at the moment is we've got Rectorec. We have our advisory business, which is run by my wife. And then we've got Recquired, which is our community-based business, which offers solutions, every type of solutions, to recruitment founders. And one of the things that we're launching at the moment is our L&D platform. So this is to train your rookie recruiters into being absolute killers. And we've developed this with Dan Alexander, the world's greatest recruitment trainer. So Dan has developed so many million pound billers at his previous company and has gone out and done it for everybody else in the marketplace, set up his own business, built a load of good billers, and then exited out of that business and then came to me and said, hey, I, I want to do something. Let's do something together. So he flew out to Gibraltar. We trained together, did a bit of MMA, had a few beer, worked out what it would look like, and then came back, put it on paper, and we then engaged Dominic McGlynn, who built the platform for us is building it he's an e-commerce genius he has a development company he's a website company and he was able to take extract all the best stuff from dan from me from mandy from charlotte from our members from our partners to create an online platform where you can get whatever information you need in a concise easy to use manner but the main bit at the moment will be how to train your rookies because that's what everybody's going to want when the market returns. And Dan is absolutely unbelievable at it. And it is brilliant content. So today's guest is Dan Alexander. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And I suppose furthermore, I'm going to have Dan on much more as a co-host. I'm going to shake up the format a little bit just to keep it interesting for you guys and for me and uh, I'll probably have Andy on next week and we're just going to keep on getting the most entertaining and best minds in the recruitment industry so if you're interested in coming on do reach out if you want some help with your rec to rec hit me up if you're interested and learning more about the platform or the RecWired community, just drop me a message. We're always available and we are interested in helping you get to the next stage. While I'm here, I suppose I better drop a quick mention to our two sponsors, and that is Sorthwell and Loxo. We use both products in our business. And I can't recommend them enough. Been with them now for quite a long time. And we managed to get all our rec tech working unbelievably well through the genius of Charlotte Doherty 
and her ability to analyze every little process in the recruitment life cycle and make sure the technology is being used for what it should be. And yeah, if you need any help with that, hit me up as well. So without further ado, Dan Alexander. Hi, Dan Alexander here, and this episode is brought to you by Required, the all-in-one go-to platform for serious recruitment professionals, owners, and founders who are looking to grow their businesses. Now, we'll actually be launching the new online platform very soon, and if you'd like to be one of the first people to get access to our state-of-the-art learning platform and vault of online resources, then get in touch with us through the link in the description of this episode. All right, welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. So it's the end of the summer. My head is wrecked. Two kids. We didn't get a proper nanny solution. They're supposed to be in sports clubs. They're supposed to be in this. Sometimes they're doing it. Sometimes they're not. They're getting sick. They're then they're not. How do you run a business? in the summer in Gibraltar. Now, this is not a sales pitch because I do not have a solution. I think next year I'm going to have to get out of here. What's a crack with you, Dan? It's been a while, hey? Hey, my man. Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. How are you? What's going on? What is going on? Well, summer... Sounds like you're tearing your hair out. You're tearing your hair out. I know. (laughs) There's a little tiny bit left there. So, end of summer. We ready to ramp up again, are we? I think so. I mean, your 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 issues in summer are not unique, right? It's uh, I was just just hearing you talk about um, the kids and say what they can't go back to school quick enough. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard, especially when your wife's in the same business as you. I mean, we do different things. Obviously, um, she does the work stuff, and uh, I do I do some of this stuff. And uh, it, but so today the two kids are at home. One's sick, the others just refuse to go to nursery because the other's sick. And I have to spin back at 3.30 today. Anyway, I'm not going to complain. We're going to talk positively today. Today (laughs) is a good day because I'm getting ramped up. You know the way I'm always bleating on about remote work? Mm. How great it is. I've had to go back into the office. I got too cozy at home. You know, I find myself making making an extra coffee and then popping out to the shop and I wasn't being focused. So I've uh, I've committed now to doing two days in the office a week. Are you an office or a work from home guy? Office, yeah. I've had to, um, same, same. The thing is the environment, right? It just dictates, it, it, it dictates like your, your, your productivity 100%. So if you're in a place where you're used to relaxing or you've got kids or whatever else running around, it's... How can you really get stuff done? Yeah. So, so tell me, you got uh, got married recently? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when was that? Seventh, sixth of July. Yeah. Was still married? Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah, yeah. She's she's kept me around. Yeah, good, um, good, good stuff. Has she has she got money or like is it good like that? She she. Wow, well, I can't can't tell you these things, Delta. It's. Uh... <laughs> well, I wish I married Rich. Hey. <laughs> great. Uh, no, it's it's all good. Now the wedding the wedding was was absolutely awesome. Um 
I mean, people say the best day of your life. I mean, for those of you who are married, it what was for me. It was awesome. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure what mine was. Best day. I keep having flashbacks to pints of Guinness with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for the first four hours. It doesn't get so good. Um, how's the weight loss journey going? You were flat good. up trying to squeeze into your uh, your wedding suit. Yeah, I, I got to a point where um i was happy did yeah. i did i get to like i mean i set myself a ridiculous goal of like trying to get into pre-fight weight 10 years ago yeah. um and i didn't give myself that long to do it but i did i did shift 10 kilos in about you know four or five months which is pretty good going screaming screaming you don't know me son you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> um all right, fight weight. Are you so? Are you back doing jujitsu still? Or are you going to crack on in September now? Yeah, no, I'm back doing it again uh, after our uh, episodes in Gibraltar. You, you got me hooked on it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so back in, I did my first comp. Um, when was that? It was just before the wedding, about a month before the wedding. Uh, just to give me that like that goal. I have to hit that weight by that by that deadline to make to make the weight, which is. I think it's it's important to have those sorts of challenges that yeah, yeah, where yeah. you just can't back out because otherwise you're going to get beasted by somebody that's like you know a good eight kilos heavier than you are. I know. Yeah. I'm I'm on fight weight right now, seventy five kgs for are you for for jujitsu. Yeah, I've been sitting around this good part of a year and a bit now. So, uh, you know that Joe Rogan episode. I don't know if you've heard it, but he on a Sunday he plans his week and. He says, like, oh, I have to give myself, like, X amount of weight training sessions, X amount of jiu-jitsu, X amount of uh, mm. yoga. So I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I'm building that back up now after a bit of a summer summer break. I've ticked along a little bit. So I've got a PT guy. And I have, I've been going five times a week with him um, when I can. And then two to three jiu-jitsu or judo sessions. And now in September, like, I want to ramp that up and add a bit of yoga and maybe a bit of MMA training to it. Mm. Um, the the yoga and mobility stuff I need because I am now 40 and I wake up in the morning and my lower back sore. I heard someone say recently, um, you're not getting old, you just need to stretch. <laughs> it's well, probably, yeah, probably it's pretty true. Hard, man. Um, so that's, uh, I'm thinking I might try the Lisbon open, um, uh, my last few months at white belt, probably, you know, so, uh, the longest serving white belt in Europe, I think at this stage, <laughs> you're milking it for what it's worth. Big time, big time. But I'm, uh, so I'm back in a, in a good training regime, need to get the kids back in, but Suppose today I want to jump into some work stuff. So you've come on board, joined us at Rekwired. Uh, for anybody who's listening, first-time listener, uh, Rekwired is our platform for recruitment founders. And it was set up by myself and Andy Hallett, and then my wife came in to run it. And uh, Andy won't like to hear that, right? But my wife runs stuff. She runs us all. And uh, in that, we provide them with, a platform where they can learn about everything. And Dan has come in to help us commercialize that to them. And a big part of that is we're going to be launching an L&D platform. And instead of plugging it into one, we've been building it from scratch. 
So it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a journey, hey? Oh yeah. A lot of work, a lot of hours, a lot of graft. It's um a lot of effort. But I th- I think for me, I mean, just just before joining Required, you know, I'd I'd spent some time as a as a founder myself and obviously grew grew the business pretty quickly. Um and probably the best thing that could have happened because it gave it gave me a unique perspective on what the challenges actually are for founders not someone that's never been there never really you know never been responsible for an, a, a PL and re- responsible for their own stuff but someone that's actually where the buck stops with you and you are experiencing the exact same things that everybody else is experiencing mm. and i think the fact that that was so fresh gave me such inspiration on like, what this should look like from my perspective yeah, what should it look like? Well, I mean, that's that's a very, very, very that's the golden <laughs> question, right? Hopefully, we've nailed it. But yeah. for me, look, there's it's it's the same thing as training. I think these platforms are um, are the same as uh, as the actual training content in the way that a lot of the time people have already got the answers. And I mean, look, you know, it's like required are not going to be the first company out there to provide this solution to the marketplace, right? There are some pretty well-known companies that are trying at this space already, but just because you've got the knowledge and just because you've got the content, just because you've got the platform doesn't mean that people are going to use it and it's it's going to mm. be well integrated. And I think for me, it's how do you get people to actually apply the knowledge, right? How do you get people to actually do the things that they probably already know a lot of the times? Rookies are different. Like You're training rookies. It's very different, right? Yeah. You're giving them knowledge from scratch. So you think like well, the platform for me, what would I look? What would I look for from a point of view from a fa- as a founder? What would I look for from a point of view as a manager? What would I look for from the point of view as a as a as a seasoned recruiter? And what would I look for as a rookie? And I think a lot of the time there are some universal things that go across all of those kind of different personas. Mm. And one thing that I don't think many people have nailed is a really simplistic, clean, you know, easy to use, easy to follow, but effective platform. A lot of the times people are guilty, both in recruitment training and building platforms, software, whatever it is, of making things more complex, thinking they're going to be better. But actually, the secret is the simpler it is, usually the better it is. So in my eyes, whether it's a platform training, whatever it is, it has to be easy to use. It has to be simple and it has to be effective. Those yeah. are the three key things. So we're 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 in the process. We should have this built in the in September, I think. Um, maybe maybe October, and that'll be the beta, and we'll have it nailed, polished, perfect by January. And so if, it, if people are wondering, so Dan is going to, he's building and focused on the L&D side of things. And he just kind of give you a little bit of a summary on that. I suppose what, for anybody who's listening, what we have is we have specific WhatsApp groups and they've been built for, I think it's three years now. Um, and in that we have our independent community, we have our scalable community, and then we have our enterprise community. And you can qualify for each, depending on how many billers you have in there. And you usually find the people in the independent uh, community, they're much more in the weeds. And the, there's more business-orientated questions in the scalable 
community. So we try and match together people's business needs. Now, we have coached probably about 100 plus founders over the last two years. Um, and that is independent recruiters we've coached on our mastermind program. So we got all the lessons learned by going through that with them. And that was everything but L&D mainly. So we're taking it for granted that they know more or less how to recruit and we're adding every everything else from marketing and all the rest. Now, that evolved into Charlotte building out a tech advisory piece. And Andy has his own advisory business as well. Um, and then from all of this, we were able to create a, what we call a vault. So there's a vault of every documentation that you'll need to launch your business in Germany, launch your business in the USA, how to attract talent, how to do this, how to do that. Everything that you need will be at your fingertips in how to grow and scale a business. Um, so that was a that was a big part of it. And then the specific pieces around technology, finance, and marketing, and having experts at hand to be able to guide you and introduce you to the right people. And then I think the the final piece of that puzzle would be all the different social media that we have as a community. So through our different podcasts, we'll be able to help promote your business, help you attract your staff to your business and give you all the best practice of what that looks like. And because we have all the partners that you would want in the recruitment sphere, we can give you discounts on what your spend will be. And thus, even if you're paying us a monthly subscription, it's going to well work out in your favor because of those discounts. So that is a bit of a pitch on what it's going to look like. And in building this, what's taken, it's taken three years to get one piece right. And hopefully it's going to be all perfect by January. But we've brought in a bit of a genius to work behind the scenes. How have you found working with our main man, Dominic? A rain man. The rain man. <laughs> the rain man of recruitment websites and automation. Like the guys, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if he'll ever have time to listen to this episode because he's too busy just making shit happen, right? But the guy, if he's listening, if he was, you know, if we were part of it or not, if he was if he was part of Required or not, I'd say the same thing. I don't put my name to things lightly. Yeah, He is a secret weapon, that guy. Anyone that works with this guy is going to turbocharge a business. From what I've seen him do, you know, like we say, it's taken three years to get to this point. Mm. People say like, it'll take, you know, three years to write your first book and then three months to write your second one, mm. right? But he, I imagine, has been, without Dom, I don't think we'd be where we are right now. Like, the guy's phenomenal. Yeah. So do you know how he came about? So um, he's from my hometown. Um, but... Uh, Gareth McGlynn, one of the founders in our community, did the mastermind program, right? And he took loads of it. And he, he took what he wanted from it. And in the implementation, he was like, oh, this is kind of hard. I need to, I, maybe I'll use this partner, I'll test this. And he's his cousin, right? So he got him in and he started implementing it and studying it and all the rest. And then he was able to take the stuff that we were, show, we were showing Gareth and elevated to way better right and mm -hmm. then gareth was able to show me what he had done and i was like all right i need a meeting i need to figure <laughs> out what this is and and that's and that's how it goes you know you 
when you should never be arrogant enough to think that you know it all and that somebody else can't add something. So as soon as as soon as I I got eyes on it, I was like, hey, uh, can can you mentor my marketing team? And Georgiana, who runs our marketing team, she's brilliant, right? She's brilliant. And I could see she was apprehensive. You're bringing in somebody to manage me? And I was like, no, no, just, you know, do a couple of meetings with them, see how it goes, you know. Um, And she came out of it and she goes, okay, all right, I've, I've listened to him and he's way better than any other of these marketing guys in the marketplace. He spoke my language. He could speak the developer's language. And he just made everything seem so easy. So all the mad ideas you come up with that I don't have time to do, he's going to make it all possible. So I was like, excellent. All right, brilliant. And then after I got him tested in our business, I then brought him on end of the round. You know why I think he's so good is because he's not coming with all the preconceptions of recruitment. Mm. Because he's coming from outside of industry, um, He's looking at it with fresh eyes and no, like, no, well, this is the way it's always been done, or this is we need to like this. He's looking at all what's the best way possible to solve this solution. And I think that's probably his his biggest strength is that he's coming from a background where he can actually, you know, really truly innovate and, and bring a great solution to the market. Yeah. And and the LD solution is a massive part of this, right? And he you know, before this here, you were like, hey, can I run something past you? And I'm like, always, like, you know, th- throw it at me. And uh, you said, uh, I know we're going to train members, uh, the recruiters for, for members in the community, and it'll work for that. But what if people who wanted to get into the recruitment industry? So I I, I was like, okay, give me a second, call Dom. Hey, if, if we do, if we try and wrap a rectorec solution in place with an L&D solution where we train them before digitally before they come in and we assess them and then we present them is that possible and he's like 100% uh, I, I can't do it right away but if you could just give me another couple of weeks I can I can get the team to build it just to deal with a couple of things and I was like oh Okay, and I said, but like you know, to market it and get the paid stuff. Said, oh, easy. What? What? Once, once I get time, no problem. I can, I, I can fix that, make that happen. So then I'm back to you, going, okay. Well, I think, think we, think we got something here, and, and it was the can-do attitude. So it wasn't. Mm. Oh, I don't know. That that's gonna. It's not on. We can do it. It's it's no problem. And part of that is so you can use L and D platforms. Um, and I tried this for the mastermind and I can't remember what they're called. Like there, there's about four or five of them teachable and all yeah. them, right. I can't remember the one I use. Platform as a service, like Kajabi type stuff. Kajabi. Yeah. We had Kajabi, yeah. right. And nobody bloody used it. Right. That was the first thing that I noticed from founders. So that's why I was like, what? founders don't want to do that. Right. Okay. So uh, the uptake is much better for recruiters who are mandated to do it. Mm. But in that, I was I, I couldn't make amendments. I couldn't make things happen quickly. And he's like, I'll build it for you. I'll get it built for you. So because I was able to throw this idea, you're, you throw this idea at me, I throw it at him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just build it into the platform. That's no problem. All we have to do is have a few assessments um, and then we'll certify it and then make it happen. I was like, 
He goes, all of this stuff's possible when you own your own infrastructure. And he uh, he did the same for our websites. So we moved all our websites to him and everything's on low code or no code. I, I never understand what he's on, but, but everything's fixable and, and workable, you know? So very happy that that happens. And when you get to build a really good team, like Andy calls it the train set. So he's like, look, just build the train set. And whenever we have an idea, we have rev, we have revenue coming in. We have an idea. We have the platform. We have the team. We give it a go and it works. And if it doesn't work, we stop it. Why didn't it work? And we go again. And now because we have the marketing team from Doherty Group that I can float in and we have Charlotte running a large part of Required. Andy does his piece. I do mine. And now you and Dominic are in the mix as well. It it makes it really exciting and I'm buzzing to get going. But let's talk about the market in general, right? So uh, I, here's what I'm seeing out there. Nobody taught the recruiters how to do BD and <laughs> they're all in trouble. And all these recruiters are on the market. Hey, uh, can I can I get 50K? I haven't done BD, but I'm a, you know I, I can fill jobs. Uh oh, uh, no jobs for you. So it is it's a bit of a shit show out there. Um, that's one thing. The other piece is the work from home thing. Interestingly, America, Ireland are very pro work from home. The UK. No way. Get them in the office. Bums on seats. What do you think that is? Geography is a part of it. So culture is a part of it. But so Ireland, for example, there's a culture of all the jobs are in Dublin, right? Mm. And recruiters go from agency to internal. And it's a roadmap. And it's whereas the UK all these like there's pockets of recruitment in Reading, in Guildford, in mm-hmm. well, loads in London, and in there's loads in North London. There's Manchester. There's Birmingham. There's there's leads for search. There's there's Newcastle with all the Frank Group stuff. So there's there's these pockets everywhere. Um. So geography means that they have a bit more control over it. Mm. Um, that's one thing I think the next thing is a lot of them are X S3 spin-offs, a lot of these companies, and they follow that mandated profile, like like that detailed like KPI structure, control, all the rest. And they're trained that way. In Ireland, they're a bit more boutique, a bit more lacy fair in the way that they work, but geography is a massive part. So Dublin's too expensive. People need to move to Donegal, to Galway, to wherever. They don't need to be at their client site. Mm. So and recruiters are so expensive that to keep them, they'll let them do it. Um, so that some of it's, yeah, so that some of it is because they can in England. Some of it is down to the culture, but it's led to a really weird marketplace where... So you were one of the first recruiters, really, truly, to build a remote team, right? And a, and a, a remote recruitment model, I, I think. think. Oh, well, definitely... Definitely one of the first to shout about it. Um, <laughs> but like I would say in America, like that this stuff's been going on for years, right? Yeah. Like, but um, it's bloody hard. 
So like, so here's the thing, right? So you can build a remote first recruitment company. Um, it's very hard to train them from scratch. So you can mm. get them on a platform like yours, learn the basics, all of that, right? But that doesn't show them a sense of urgency of what it's like in an office, making things happen, all, all the rest. So what that means is that you have to train that virtually. And if you're busy, a founder and all the rest, it's very hard to do that because in an office, they get to learn through osmosis and being around everything and all the rest. So it's it means that that time to get somebody up in three months, like I was at Walters, it's going to take six months to a year remotely. Mm. So we've managed to do it with a few people. I've, I've failed with lots of people as well. So it's it's very hard. Now, I have a nice structure now of team in the Philippines, um, arenas in Serbia, Andreas in, in England, and it it works. And I've got a few other people who are starting and kind of getting up, up and going. But my, my, my big lessons are starting people from scratch. If you want to scale, it doesn't work. If you want to scale with a remote setting, you better have your profile down on who you want. Stick to just that and be very sure that they, they're experienced, well-trained hires. I think that L and the training piece is probably one of the biggest weapons because that, that's that for me is what's what jumps out to me at what you've just said, right? It's about how do you train them remotely and if you do hire them, make sure they're trained well. So imagine that you could get people that had already invested in the platform that you were gonna build for them anyway. Mm. That's why what we were talking about earlier, I think it, it really excites me because you're not then putting them on your payroll to pay for them to do the same training like that they're going to have done anyway. So it's like, it's, it's super exciting. Like what's, what's to come for the market. I, I don't think people re really quite know yet what, what it's going to do for a lot of businesses. Well, yeah, look, there's loads of spin-off options and training. So if, if it's tech recruitment that you're, you're focusing in on, you'll be able to do specific tech recruitment focused things or finance mm. or engineering or whatever that is. The bit that's hard to do remotely is the group-based in-person sessions where they're all around each other, they're feeding off energy and that. And that just might be something that can't be solved and maybe the job will change down the road, but the industry's at an impasse on what to do with it. Where the UK is behind is experienced hires not letting them work remotely. And that's a that's a tough one. Like uh, but then again, if that's not your culture, I'll give you an example, right? I and and here's where I like I placed a couple of guys. I want to be so specific on location, but let's just say the between them, the PL would have been a million and a half, right? Okay. I placed them into from an office only based role. This recently. Office only. They were in an office only, 1.5 million, they're billing between the two of them. And they wanted. Both of them had a similar stage of life, right? In their 30s, just had a kid, like want to build a house, don't want to go into the office with a bunch of grads, all of that stuff, right? 
their boss could have counter-offered them and said, listen, don't worry about, don't worry about that offer, uh, that, that there. I'll give you a few more quid and you can work from home. Just come into the office once a week. Just touch base, make it happen. And they they both knew that he wouldn't do that. And that he because he didn't offer that and see where they were at in their career, he just lost a million and a half on his rev. He could have he could have avoided that. Now that's because his mindset is everybody has to be in the office. It doesn't work otherwise. So they'd work for him for three to six years. Mm. Like that's a UK mentality that blows my mind. Like, so that's where remote work, you need to be boxing clever on that. Mm-hmm. How many businesses do you see still doing remote stuff like in the UK at the moment? In the hybrid? Because Yeah, we, we got about 10. Um, so, it, you know, higher end stuff like searchy type stuff, you'll see quite a bit because the fees are big, right? So anything where the fees are bigger... If somebody does a couple of a few placements, the runway is bigger, so the the margin for failure is not as bad, especially if they're not too expensive. Mm. Um, it, most of them are, are are saying right, get back in the office because the market got tough. So two things happen when the market when the market gets hard, you go, how do I get more control over this? One, I need to see them, and then two, I need more work out. Mm. I need I need them to do more stuff better, and it's very hard to do that if you're doing it remotely. You know. Yeah, I think maybe it's just because what I know and what I just enjoy the buzz of being in the office personally. Like if I'm working with a team, um, I know that I do a lot of my training remotely online, but um, more and more I'm doing in person, like in companies these days, and I just just enjoy being around people. You know, I think it's. I just got a WhatsApp message there from uh, a client. You probably know him, Connor at Rock Search, right? And uh, every time he WhatsApps me, I think, oh God, what's going on? Has something gone wrong with that deal? What's happened? So just flashed up there. I have a, I have a, I have a massive, massive director starting with him, going to build an office for him in the US. Visa just got approved. This this game is winning <laughs> and losing, right? And when the market's hard like this, I'm pulling what's left of my head, my hair out if anything falls over. So very thankful to all our clients at the moment. <laughs> so, be careful I, putting it out of you'll, you'll end up looking like me, mate. So. Uh, but t- tell me what, <laughs> what what's the training world like? Like are because remember, like are people mad to get trainers in at the moment? Or because I I'm seeing a lot more trainers sell yourself out there they're in my news feed a bit more saying you know you need training you need that extra silver bullets work they don't work i need 10 <laughs> yeah um is it busy i mean to, to tell you the truth i actually don't really know because i've, I've not since you know since since leaving the search firm i had a few people that i'd worked with previously before and you know, two or three calls, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to work with you straight away." Like, and that's it. And and if you're if you're a trainer, like if you're if you're good, it only takes five clients, and you filled your diary, right? So, mm. in fact, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think I've made a single BD call yeah. since I started working myself. Yeah, yeah. I, made sing- I made them all for you, lad. Well, not <laughs> not a single one because yeah, 
that a that did help but b like when people when word starts getting around that you're good at what you do yeah and 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 time is your biggest enemy like it doesn't take long before like you're like well i'm booked up now until until like midway into next year so in truth i don't know because i'm, I'm not one of these trainers that's out there like starving for business i think that's yeah I, but um, i suppose that to that point not a lot of trainers are starved the and it is the the genesis of of, of building an LD platform and getting that done right is and i've learned this myself well, it's, it's tough to if you fill your diary full of too much training it's tough like when we had when we were doing the mastermind and i was training independent recruiters every day i was like this is this is exhausting. Like, mm. like, like I guess, no, you set up a company without learning the basics. And now I'm trying to, you're asking me basic questions, but you've paid me for advanced stuff. Like what's going on? <laughs> I, 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 I could only do like, I, I know myself now, like Charlotte's like, you can only do a little bit of this or, or you'll lose your mind with it. Like, so how, 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 like, how, how do you, how do you plan to manage scaling up so much training this time, given that maybe you filled your diary a bit too quick last time. and Yeah. It's a good question. Um, I, I always split up training into three like big buckets, right? I, I think you've got training, which is teaching people the 101s, teaching people information they don't already know, right? Yeah. And that that's the bit that usually is exhausting because it's repetitive. Then the second big bucket I, I look at is is coaching, which is working with people that know the information but are not quite sort of really executing on it yet. Yeah, that's the bit that I I really enjoy personally because it's you see the biggest wins because they're capable recruiters usually, and small tweets can make huge differences. You know, big 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 differences with good people. They've got potential. They've gone through the training. You know, they they normally be invested in by other people or they're investing in themselves. So usually the people that you coach tend to be a, a very good caliber of individual. And the third piece, which is actually probably quite difficult, is is then like, I guess you call it managerial, strategic, like teaching people how to do the second bit very well at scale. So the key is, and one of the big motivations to build the training platform is there's only so many times you can do recruitment 101 until you're blue in the face of it, right? The basics, if you if you're you, you're me, like they're still repetitive no matter who you are. And and actually a lot of the time that information, it doesn't matter who it's kind of coming from, really. They've just got to learn it from somebody. Mm. So if we can kind of automate that bit of scale, right? Give people the information, but not let them pay top ticket coaching prices to train them, you can then invest more into camp two and camp b which is really where i see the biggest gains being made is actually investing in people that you know if you can get 20 percent out of a 20 percent extra out of a low performer yeah or 20 percent extra out of a top performer usually the top performers you'll get more out of them and it's less work it's a big yeah. mistake i see people making is damn this guy isn't working let's fix them it's like well what if you put and invested that same energy into someone that is working that does listen that's coachable that puts the graft in yeah yeah, yeah. and you get 20 percent or 30 percent or 50 percent uptick on their billings also what's the decision making around keeping or binning that person because because of that so like what's your cutoff point 
What's the triggers to get you to that point? This is where people don't have it, especially new founders who are there. They get emotionally attached to it. I was like about to puppy. say the same. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that emotional piece where you're like, look, you know, you're not, you're not in as much as you want to have fun and you want to enjoy work and create good and foster good cultures, the rest of it. You didn't start your business to make friends. Like that's what the pub's for. That's what jujitsu's for all the rest of it. Right. You started your business to, to make money ultimately yeah, yeah, yeah. And, to, and to make profit and people get too emotionally attached to um to a losing hand but are, because they're a good guy and we like them like sometimes there's a benefit to keeping someone around culturally and it might actually hurt the business but other times if you've got a losing hand fold the hand like yeah. and have those triggers in place where you go right okay well this this is the system and if you're not cutting it here here, here are the interventions yeah. if we've intervened and you're still not making it like you have to rip the band-aid off like that's that's just the way it is yeah so like i'm so glad that you're here to do all this like i <laughs> my attention span for the minutia of lnd in recruitment it just isn't there you know like i you know me i i love somebody comes to me with a business problem i'll be like okay great let's talk about it like well show me your figures and i'll and i'll see it and then i'll be like okay you're in the wrong market talk to me about your team all right, okay, get rid of them, get rid of them. Let's get a higher structure around this. Uh, okay, well, what tack are you using? Okay, you need to speak to Charlotte, right? Well, 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 what are you using right now? Okay, get rid of that. What do you need? Okay, what about your marketing and all of that? All right, okay, let me get you speaking to Tom. You know, I prefer putting in all the different pieces mm. and no, like I want to sell my business. Great, let me get you speaking to Paul Beek, right? We'll, we'll make that happen and, and make that, you know, and that's what I love. I love doing. the The other piece kills me. I eh? I sit there and somebody can't Be, because and I, I wrote this in the post today, right? Um, about the silver bullets and about having like yeah, it's, it's about looking inwards and having to change. And like people don't understand this, right? Especially when they're new into recruitment, you have to change who you are, not what you're doing, but who you physically are, because you're gonna you're gonna fall back on all your habits in this game, and your habits right now are not. You're not a recruiter. So your habits aren't going to serve you right now, right? So you need yeah. to literally change and become a person, become a different person. There's a junior guy I work with, um, with a, a long-standing client of mine um, that you introduced me to, a Quad, great business, James, great, great founder. He's got shipwreck a couple of junior- What's that? He's a shipwreck director. <laughs> I'll leave that <laughs> between no, you guys. No, no, no. Jerry's great. Jerry's great. Um, you know, he actually came to my wedding as well. Um hey. Yeah, I yeah. How come I didn't get an invite? You did. You told me you were busy. Very <laughs> <laughs> uh, busy being forty, wasn't I? Um, yeah. So, um, but one of his guys and he said, "What did he say?" Is that I'm trying. I was like, "Try." What do you mean by trying? I was like, "Drink that. But try and drink that cup of water." So he picked up the cup. I said, "No, no, don't, don't, don't drink it. Try and do it." He said, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Try and drink it." He goes, so he picked it up. I said, "No, no, don't pick it up." He's, I don't understand. I was like, right, you can't, you don't try anything. You either do or you don't. And yeah. I said, it's like, like, I think I've broken the kid because he's like, oh, he's like, I hope. I was like, hope, what are you using that word hope for? Hope's a loser's word. Don't use the word hope. Hope this. Like, you trust they've had a good day. Don't hope they've had a good day. Be a fucking winner, boy. And like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, um, he, he messaged me and he said, I, as I was writing an email to my mum saying, hope you had a good day. And I deleted the message because I, <laughs> I was like, you can, you can hope your mum's had a good day. Like, that's all right, bud. But, <laughs> but you need, you need to change. Like, 
literally just i think this job if if done right this job does change you all right so uh we're back now we're going to do a weekly show myself and yourself on linkedin we're going to solve some problems um business problems recruitment problems have a bit of a chat general chat about the industry what's going on who's doing what and we want you all to join in send us questions and we'll have a bit of a readout on it we might get andy hallett to read the news he'd be he'd be a good newsman wouldn't he you would, yeah. Talking about some tax thing or some other <laughs> products. <laughs> per per Andy, he's uh he's he just sent me a picture of uh his his home office is flooded in South Africa. He's like it's actually turned into a swimming pool. So thoughts and prayers for the Halla family in this difficult time. Um Sure, he'd be all right. Probably swimming in a pool of money that, that he's made over the years. <laughs> um, right. So we're going to do that show. Uh, we'll have much more information on the RecWord platform. Genuinely, we've studied now for years and years and years how to help founders grow their recruitment businesses and how to help recruiters make more money. And we want to help you get there. We know all the best people in the industry. We've collected them for years and years and years. And I want to get more of the founders involved in if they've set up in America. I want to know how they've done it. They want to do Germany. They've got the best tech stack. It, whatever they have, if I know it's true, I'm going to bring it. And you're going to be able to look at that on the platform and not have to listen to bad advice, random advice from LinkedIn, which there's lots of. So, uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to get that done. And we will be back on air next week. Next week is LinkedIn Live. How do you feel about that? Looking forward to it. Yeah. We'll have to maybe get a bit dressed up. What do you reckon? <laughs> I'll get my uh, my business short hot, hot pants on rather than my casual ones. I'll get a proper microphone. I'm, uh, I'm just getting <laughs> used to be back in the office. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dan. Later. Cheers.